Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Rocket Knight Adventures. Rocket Knight Adventures was released in Japan in August of 1993, North America in September of 93, and in Europe before the year was out. Well, well, not too bad. Yes, I think this is part of the reason why Sega had its many fans around the world where it did not in the United States. Right, well, (laughs) at least they get their games out somewhat timely in other territories. Definitely. Now, this game was developed and released by Konami. My apologies. We didn't really plan on doing so many Konami games in a row. I yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about it. It just happened. In fact, we both chose this game without even realizing who made it. Uh, that's correct. Uh, I've yeah, it's, it's. I mean, Konami's got a lot of good games, so it's hard. You know, at least they did back then. So now this game was released for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Was designed by Nobuya Nakazato. He was also responsible for Contra Alien Wars, okay. Hardcore, and Shattered Soldier. Oh, okay. I could smell the similarities there uh, yeah. when I was playing, where I was like, this is very contra Well, Nick, what kind of uh, gameplay or style would you describe Rocket Knight Adventures as having? Rocket Knight Adventures uh, is a 2D side-scrolling action platformer. For the most part. Yeah, well... I would also add that it's a shooter and it's, it's, it's a, a boss rush game. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very similar to... It reminded me a lot of uh, Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, I can see a lot of that in there. Where, you know... And you could see in the later Contra games, um, you know, it's moving less level action, more to, like, set piece and mini-boss to mini-boss kind of situations. And uh, that's definitely here. Uh, no complaint, though. Uh, you are Sparkster, the opossum. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was an opossum until he hung by his tail. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I. It's in the manual. So, and for some reason, I knew it. I, mean, I don't know if it was from the re release because I never played this as a kid, but. Well, we'll get to that. But uh, as Sparkster, you can jump Mario style. Mm-hmm. So, the longer you press, the higher the jump. It's a good jump. It is. You have a sword, and that sword can slash. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, one thing I always felt that Mario was missing was a sword. Now, not only can you do a close-range slash, you also, uh, every time you hit the button, you have a like, kind of a long-range projectile that comes yeah, off of it. Yeah, weird kind of wave blade circular thing. Uh, it's pretty cool looking. It is. Now, that uh, sword is really strong close-up. So if you hit with the sword, I think it does double the damage that the slash itself does. Okay, okay. I didn't, yeah, they didn't mention that in the manual, but it seemed stronger to me, but I didn't know if that was just my imagination. And that energy wave only goes across about, what you say, half the screen? Yeah, I think that's about right. It's not, you know, not unlimited range. No. Now, in addition to those things, you also have a rocket pack, which is why you are the Rocket Knight. Yeah, this is where, you know, this, that's the game's kind of, you know, it's chief gimmick, I guess. Or Correct. And if you hold down your attack button, you will charge your rocket meter. Yes. When that rocket meter is full, well, if you do nothing... You will do a spin attack. 
Yeah, kind of in place. Yeah, the rocket will spin you around with your swords, and you'll hit anything that uh, comes in contact with right. you. Right, and how strong is that relative to... Because the, the actual normal rocket attack, right, is stronger than your sword, right? Or... I, I feel like it is. Okay. I... I felt like the spin attack was really strong, but that okay. could just be that you're hitting uh, the enemies multiple times at once or really close together. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I couldn't really isolate a true difference. Well, once I figured out that spin attack... I really used it a lot, actually. In, in a lot of areas, because you're invincible too, right? Well, yes. You... Well, you're invincible anytime you rocket. Now, not only can you do that spinning rocket, but if you charge your rocket meter all the way up and then let go while pressing any of the eight cardinal directions, you will rocket out in that direction with your uh, sword brandished, hitting mm -hmm. anything in your path, and then ricocheting off of any wall or enemy that you don't kill. Yeah, or... it's a cool, it's an air dash, you know, but, uh, you know, combined with an attack so it's it's a uh, it's fun it, yeah it's very fun and as we said i think you are invincible in all of those different uh rocket dash forms this game came off a lot harder than it, i mean it, i think it's pretty tough but i didn't realize you were completely invincible while you were doing it and then once i put that together because i was like there's no way you're getting through some of this and then i was like oh okay i, I got it now i just got a rocket dash yeah it definitely makes a lot of the bosses much easier mm -hmm. now you also have a health bar and that health bar is eight hearts long, mm -hmm. and you can refill it by finding apples, which are worth one heart, mm -hmm. or bananas. Yeah, well, they're worth like more. Does it fill you up? No, those are four hearts. Four hearts, so okay. You, two bunches of bananas will fill you all the way up. Uh, also, we should say this is assuming that you are playing on, you know, I played on the easy mode that it comes default selected on. Uh -huh. Like you can increase the difficulty and the fruit stops giving you life. Oh, okay. Well, it gives you the same amount of life in uh, child children mode. Oh, is there a child? Is that below easy? Or? That is below easy. Okay. Now, you can also refill your hearts at the end of a level. Mm -hmm. You get them refilled for free. And you also have points in this game. Yeah, and they actually matter. Uh, you can get one-ups at the, uh, well, the first one's at 20,000 points, and then every 60,000 after that. Okay, I'm glad you found that out, because I couldn't figure it out. But I did know you got um, more one-ups from points, which you can uh, get from killing enemies mm -hmm. or by finding gems. Yeah, there's uh, very, those are just the, there's gems. What else? Just those red gems. Just the red ones? Yeah. And uh, you can also get more lives by finding one-ups scattered throughout the levels. Mm -hmm. As you said, there are many different modes of uh, difficulty in this game. For the American release, there are four different difficulty modes. Mm -hmm. Japan and Europe only got two. Oh. Normal and hard. Okay. <laughs> so... You brave, brave bastards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I played it on the, the easy one, uh, and they give you varying amounts of lives and continues. Like, mm -hmm. you get more the harder it is, right? Yes. So, no. The harder it is, the less no, lives yeah. and the less continues you <laughs> start with. Yeah, my bad. So that can all be changed in the setup of the game, and that really, um, you know, can change up how hard the game is for you. But those are all the things you're going to find in your HUD, and it really impact the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick, this is a Konami game and a 16-bit game, so I'm hoping that there's a good instruction book. Well, uh, there's an okay one, we'll say. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Well, you got 24 pages. It's uh, black and white. So oh, okay. It does have screenshots, and uh, the artwork varies between okay and kind of meh. Like, there's some enemy drawings that are pretty solid, you know, but some other ones look more sketchy. I don't know. I didn't like them. That's well, a shame, because the artwork in the actual game itself is, is really good. 
Yeah, I mean, there's some good sprites in there, man. And uh, I did note that uh, this is a, a game that, at the beginning, has an epilepsy warning. I don't remember seeing that in a lot of games, but it's, it's like two-thirds of a page. Oh, I can tell you, I know exactly why and where. Yeah, well, it was just funny that, I, I don't know, have you ever, I guess I didn't pay attention, but I'm really curious to see if there are many more games with epilepsy warnings. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with any. <laughs> yeah. Now... Since this is a Konami joint, are we uh, treated to any great puns? Not really, man. Uh, it's it's a pretty, you know, by the numbers kind of instruction book. You get a pretty thorough backstory, which tells you all about the world of Elhorn. Okay. And it introduces you to a lot of the cast. You have King Zebulon, uh, Princess Sherry, and the evil uh, Axel Gear. Oh, great, because um, I have really goofy names right now for all of these characters since they were never <laughs> talked about, named, or anything in the game. Right, well, at least they, yeah, at least they have the, uh, you know, them, they're named, and, you know, I think uh, Axel, Axel Gear deposed your old master, Rocket Knight Master. There's a weird no. little backstory there between the two of you. Is Axel Gear the other knight? Yeah, he's like the, the meta knight against gotcha. your, you know, so well, to speak. We'll get into him later. Now, was there an enemies list? They're uh, only a very few, uh, and they're not, uh, they didn't list any of the boss names. It's all, you know, just a few, like, pig attack thing. I wrote them down as we go when you encounter okay. them, but there's not too many. Well, then you at home are in for a real treat when you get to uh, experience my, <laughs> my names for all the many bosses and bosses. Yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing what you came up with, because mine are weird as well. But uh, Memo page? No memo page, but it does have an order form. Where you can order Sparkster frisbees, shirts, hats, or buttons. Were any of those cool? Uh, no, it's just a picture of him on uh, a solid white shirt, Darn. hat, or button. I think, but you know, that was my problem with like all of the uh, <laughs> superhero shirts in the comic books to order. Yeah, yeah. It was always like a white T-shirt with a really generic-looking, just superhero standing there or doing yeah. his thing. Like, just put the symbol on. Why did that take so long to become standard? I don't know. I don't know. Kids these days, they have it. They have it good. But I did notice on that order form that it took six to eight weeks for delivery, which I was like, "What? That's like almost that's two months, man." Ouch. Is that normal? I mean, I've never really ordered short I'm or shirt sure back then. That back in the day, that was normal. Man, well, well, the internet has changed it, man. So if if there were Sparkster fans now, they could get their fix right away. But yeah, that's pretty much all all she wrote for the book. Well, Nick, I hope I don't have to wait six to eight weeks to find out what your personal history with this game was. Oh, you won't. It's a brief history because I had never played it before this week. Well, that uh, mimics mine. I said I have zero personal experience, and I had never even heard of this game until I saw some of the news about the re-release on, uh, right, was it last-gen right. consoles? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I remember, I recognized it when I saw it, but I know it was just, I grouped it in with uh, the waves of anthropomorphic, like, mascot-y platforming games. Like, there were so many after Sonic, that, I, and they were all meh. I feel like I saw ads for this in comic books uh, at the time. But it was not anything... Well, I didn't have a Genesis, so... Right. There was no way I was going to be playing it. Well then, Nick, what is your more recent experience with this game? Um, well, throughout the last week, I I just made it my goal to beat one stage every day because the game's pretty tough. Uh, yeah, I played about an hour a night every night yeah, to, that's to about, begin with. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like I felt like... I, I also think the... 
the difficulty is a, a little front heavy. Would you agree? Like the levels are just so long at the beginning. Like they seem like they get a lot shorter in the middle. Well, yes and no. I, I we'll get into that later. I, I think I have different feelings than you about the curve of this game. It might be that I, w- I just figured out how to play it better by the time I got to those certain levels. I think that might be it. Now, um, I played this game in its final stretch for, I don't know, like two hours to finally beat it. Yeah. I did watch my son play a lot. Um, yeah. You know, he and I were both stuck at level four for a long time and then okay. equally stuck at level five for a long time. <laughs> uh, we'll explain that in a little bit, but uh, I'm not afraid to say I did beat this game on children mode. Okay. I, you know, when I went to the, um, I'd left it on the easy mode that, you know, I thought about maybe I should increase it because, you know, I'm a badass, but. Uh, I was, I was, I went back to easy right away. I right. was like, that's the default. I'll go by that. And now I think I could go back and I have gone back and I played a while, uh, on easy mode and mm-hmm. my plan is to beat it on easy mode. Uh, I think it's well within my grasp. Is it a big difference really? Just, it's just the number of, uh, lives and continues. Oh, oh, so the game's not actually, I didn't know. Maybe... Well, there is one difference we'll get to. And it means take less damage or anything. Like I, that? I didn't seem to notice that. Okay. Um, you know, but when I beat the game, I had leftover continues. So mm. I really know that I think I could do this easy mode. No problem. It's kind of sad that I'm talking about how I think I could do easy mode. <laughs> but man, this game, it's got quite the challenge. Yes, it does. Well, Nick, it's time for some general chat. Let's do it. My first note is, wow, where has this game been my whole life? (laughs) I mean, this game is very much a love letter to everything people love about the side-scrolling action games of the 16-bit era. Yeah, um, I'm very pleasantly surprised. I mean, it has everything, and it does everything really well. Yeah, agreed, man. I think the the graphics are pretty good. Uh, There's a lot of really good animation. Yeah, and then what it does well, it moves on from. You're not repeating any of the same concepts or a lot of those things very much in this game at all. That's true. It's very uh, touch and go, so to speak. Now, I thought it had a really nice learning curve. I thought levels one and two, you know, they are longer, Mm -hmm. but I feel like anyone can get through those levels. Yeah, yeah. It's to me, the curve starts ramping at level three. Okay. And then three to four definitely gets a lot harder. That tests all your metal. And then levels five and six are, did you memorize these levels? Because if you didn't, you're dead. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't think five was that bad, but again, it was like four and five were where, for whatever reason, I was just like, well, these levels are so much shorter. It just seemed... Yeah, they are so much shorter, but I lost so many lives on them, especially five. I believe it. Uh, You know, they're not... I don't mean they're easy, but... Again, I think it was just me figuring out, like, using the, the dash more in the air, just, just for the invincibility of nothing else, you know? Yeah. Now, I definitely feel like this is an owner's game, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not a rental. If you uh, were renting this, you were not going to be getting everything out of this. Not at, not at all. I don't even know if you'd be beating it. I, yeah, it would take a lot of endurance. Yes, because towards the end of the game, there are so many levels that you just have to have many things memorized. Or at least know what's going to happen. Yeah, like the missiles on the one on the. You know what I'm talking about? Level oh, yeah. five. Like you're going to learn those. Or what patterns. I call the race. The race. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I died, died there for sure. Now, I mean, we both agree the graphics in this game are amazing. The animations are great. The music is even better. Mm-hmm. This is Konami firing on all cylinders. I feel like. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it definitely meets their standard that they had established at the time of excellence. I feel like they took all the things they had learned from their other 16-bit games, took the best parts of those, and shoved it into a Rocket Knight Opossum shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, I think it's time we take this game level by level. Starting with Stage 1, The Kingdom of Zebulos. Yeah, this is a... you know, uh, kind of cliffish looking, like, you know, you've got your dirt and your grassland. You well, know. before we get into the level, I would like to say that you are treated to a small cutscene at the beginning of every stage. Yeah, that's very true. And it's really cool because they set up what happened at the end of the last one or set up what's going to happen in this stage really well. Yeah, where it, here's where you see the people hanging out right in the by the stream. Opossum people, I guess I should say. But. Correct. And some pigs come rolling in, scare them off, right? Yeah. And then before each stage, you're also treated to a really nice little title card that has a different image of the Rocket Knight himself doing something, looking cool. Mm -hmm. But what I really like about this first cutscene is you have the Rocket Knight standing there, sword, you know, Uh raised to the sky. Yeah. And it does a really nice, like, spinning around the character effect. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if I've ever seen in a 16-bit game. Not that I can think of. And it looks really good. But my favorite thing of all is right when the level starts, in the background, you see the tower. You see this large tower. Yeah, the castle. Yeah, yeah, being attacked by a giant spider and an airship. Yeah, and it's like on fire. Yeah, it looks awesome, and it really sets the stage. There's like buildings burning in this level. Like, stuff's going down. You got to get to the end of it. Yeah, yeah, you're running through. uh, You got, uh, you know, houses on fire, a lot of, you know, pig soldiers. Uh, Yeah, this is where you first encounter, you know, the main enemies of this game are pigs or pig men. Yeah, who are, I mean, in the manual, like, you know, the thorough backstory that they established, there's a hero long ago, they had stopped something called the Pig Star. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with the Pig Star. You know what I'm talking about. So, uh, and that's why they, the princess has the the key to starting it or freeing it or starting it up, I guess, or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's why she gets, you know, that's where the, the action comes from. Well, in this level, you very early on learn how to use your rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out that you can... Use it on the ground to slide along the ground, and it'll hug any curves there are. Yeah, and uh, if you, you know, you bounce off any walls at a weird, kind of a weird angle, man, it really gets you going. It does. You'll fight a couple trucks and chicken walkers that at first seem really hard, but aren't. Correct, yeah. They just take a couple hits. Uh, I got killed the first time I was playing by the first, I called them pig wagons, but... Right. I didn't think they would take as many hits as they thought they did, but then... That's where, you know, using the charge, you can hit it, you know, with two hits and they'll just be dead. Or you can just stand there and, and hit them with two hits and they'll be dead. What, with your sword? Or three, I think. Yeah. Really? Really. But I thought it took five because I was able to do it with one. Maybe it was children's mode. Oh, yeah, because I had, in my mind, somehow I was like, I had equated, you know, four sword slashes were worth one thing. Starting Rocking here it. because it was like it took me five hits to to kill the wagon. Hmm. And I was like, but I can do it with one. Ah, that is, that could be erroneous, though. Somewhere around that ballpark figure. Well, once you make it through those, very early on, you're fighting your first mini-boss. Yeah, the, the pig tank? Yes. Now, get used to it, because if you weren't expecting it like me, <laughs> you're going to be fighting mini-bosses all the time. Yeah, there's, well, at least two almost in every level, or yeah, or near it, you know. You, it, they divide up the action pretty nicely. And these mini-bosses are really great. I mean, I feel like they would be full-fledged bosses in many other games. Yeah, I could see that. Like, um, You know, this one's, you know, it's a pretty good-looking tank, too. I like it because um, it reminds me of Metal Slug. Yeah, 
Now, the downside is is that this boss is beyond easy. Yeah. Because all you have to do is get behind it. Mm-hmm. And then it can't hurt you. Yeah. You can beat the crap out of it, and it explodes. Yeah, I mean, unless it backs up over you, but you can usually rocket dash over him easily enough because it moves so slow. Indeed. Now, it does have a second form. The top half of the tank flies around as you're falling down a waterfall. Yeah, kind of. It's a weird water. I like it a lot, though, but it's like pulling you to the right, too. It's kind of like you're going at an angle, yeah. like down a... I don't know. It's it's a neat waterfall. But the second form is just as easy as the first, if not easier, because oh, yeah. every time you hit it, it bounces away from you. Yeah, unless you're at a weird angle that, you know, kind of screws you. Like, I was able to stay on the right, and you just get it cornered in one of the corners and just hit it. Yeah, knock it back into that corner over and over Re- again. Repeatedly, yeah. Boom, it's gone. And once you've made it through that second form, you'll land on a platform and pick up the final item, which we didn't talk about earlier, which is called the power item. Yeah, and it lets you, just charges up your rocket meter so you can fly. Yeah, you only find it in parts of the game where, story-wise, you need to use it. Right, yeah, and it's a, it's like a gameplay kind of shift, because now you're in like a Gradius kind of game where you're flying, flying to the right, you can shoot your beams off, but you can no longer do rocket charges. But your beam now goes across the entire length of the screen. Oh, yep, yep. That is one of the other bonuses of the uh, power item. Yeah, and you fight those little balloon guys that don't do any. Do they do no. anything at all? No. In fact, most of the flying stages in this game, uh, when you encounter an actual enemy, the enemies are nothing. Just an obstacle. Just yeah. don't run into me. Pretty much. But after you take care of a few of those, you will fight your next mini boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it Water Dragon. Okay. I just wrote Serpent, but Dragon. I was, I was, I was close. I was like, it's one of the two, definitely. Now this thing, you know standard water creature where it hides in the water and then jumps out at time from time to time Mm -hmm. i found that your actual sword tore this thing up like no end oh yeah so if you could get down on its head as it was skimming the water on its first wave out you could really tear through this thing okay i didn't really i just you know kept letting you know it jumps out at you and then over you and well it does have kind of weirdness to its arc where it's moving towards the back you can pretty easily dodge it yeah, you just need to pull back a little bit as it emerges, and then you can dodge its tail when it comes down. Right, right. But I had no trouble with this boss, and uh, make it through there. You will you crash through the wall of the, I guess, Zebulon Castle? or Well, it's the castle you saw in the background Right, right. from that very first scene. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool... And there's a few other times, too, where it's just like you're flying somewhere, and when you arrive, you just blast through the wall. That's You don't land. Like, it's pretty funny. Now the castle is on fire. you got to fight a few guys. And then you come to your first, like, crazy obstacle room. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool, too, because, uh, you know, the walls are all busted up in the background, too. Like, this place is taking a beating. Yeah, and now you're in a room full of fire. And yeah, it's chasing you across to the room. This was the first area I, I had some trouble with. Because oh, yeah, I died here. Yeah, until I figured out the pattern. Yeah, you, you just have to, yeah, figure out, like, where the safe spots are. Because the fire does the same kind of, Well, the right? fire chases you across the room. Then it will shoot out a blast of fire. And it's always uh, shooting it out up, up, down. Now, it changes, like, the height a little bit. Okay. But as long as you stay on the bottom for the first two blasts get on something and jump for the third blast, Mm -hmm. you're going to be safe every time. And does your uh, rocket dash protect you from the fire here? I don't know. I didn't have the, I'd never tried it, but I thought, I was like, that would be really easy, but I always knew. I was like, don't try it. You'll get, it'll probably just kill you. Well, that and using the rocket dash inside these castles 
can be a bit hard because if you hit a wall at the wrong angle, it'll knock you backwards or yeah, any direction. You never know. It's it, very hard to control. And it really sends you flying. Right after the fire, uh, you will find a hallway going up that has the little gems in it for points. Oh, yeah. And those teach you that you can ricochet up walls in ways that you would not be able to traverse normally. Yeah, kind of like the triangle jump in many other games. But and there's a place earlier, right, where they have it, it's like painted on the wall. Yes. Little arrows. And to... then at this point, there's just the gems to show you. And it gives you even trickier ones where maybe you have to jump out over some fire and then do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all building up to giving you the full skill set with that rocket pack. Yes, sir. But anyway, so after you get past that, you're, you know, there's just a little more going through the castle. But it's cool because you can see hovering around following you is this weird kind of spaceship monster thing. Mm -hmm. Which turns out to be the boss of the level. Yeah. I called it Robo Worm. Oh, really? Look, I actually called it Robo Worm. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Great. Awesome. Yeah, well. Because it is. Yeah, it's just a big, long, robotic, you know. But, you know, I still thought it was a unique boss. Sure. I mean, because they gave it, oh, yeah, because it, it comes down, you know, it kind of has beetle pinchers on its robot head. And, it, you know, it blasts these three holes in the ceiling that it comes down through to attack you also in both of the walls. So, so it's got many different areas that it can attack from. Yeah, it's kind of like a whack-a-mole in a yeah. way. And then once it's gone through that full range of spots, it'll come back down through the center and get stuck in the ground. Or No, not was it stuck in the ground or is it hovering from the ceiling? Either yeah. way, yeah. it spits out a bunch of spiders. Yeah, and uh, they just crawl around, a lot of them too. Like Yeah, at first I was trying to stay on one side and just hop over the two at a time. And that is tedious. Yeah. I found it's a lot easier if you alternate, if you hop back and forth between the two sides. Okay. You have a lot more room to jump, and you're not trying to land in between spiders that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You I have, can see that. You have plenty of time between the, uh, when the spiders fall, so. Yeah, this was the the part where, at least fighting this boss, I it, most of the damage I took was here. Oh, yeah, spiders, definitely. Like, and then eventually he spits out a red one that will, if you hit that, it destroys all of the little ones. Yes. There's a couple other weird attacks, like its tail will, you know, come through the wall and roll out and maybe hit you. Mm-hmm. But almost all this stuff is really heavily telegraphed. Yes. So it's not too hard to avoid. Yeah, it's not too bad. It is not too bad at all. You beat this boss, you clear the level, and you get your points for clearing the level, and you get extra points for the remaining life you have left. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you got a free man with those extra points, <laughs> and you can move on to stage two, the mountain range. Yeah, and at the beginning of this one, you can see uh, where you have the princess is out kind of on a ledge on mm -hmm. the castle, and then you almost get to her, but then Axel Gear comes and... What a jerk. Yeah, runs off with her. He does. And right off the bat, you're fighting a mini-boss. Yeah, you, well, you fall down, right? And then... You fall down into some shallow water. Yeah, and, and you fight. This is uh, named in the instruction manual. It is the Repulsive Raccoon Robot. Oh, what? Raccoon? After I read it, I could kind of see it, but I still think it's weird. I can kind of see it because of that nose now. Yeah. I, I called it um, Aquatic Pig Mech. I th well, I think it's probably more appropriate. But... There is a pig piloting this mech, mm -hmm. and it has uh, long arms that it swings about wildly. And on the end of each arm is a ball with spikes on it that hurts you. Mm -hmm. I felt this mini boss was fairly easy. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of uh, the waterfall boss in Contra, you know, the alien at the top with mm -hmm. the spike ball arms that just kind of wave around. And... Sadly, you don't have a gun that shoots directly up. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be nice. But Now, you can jump up and slash at its center nose area, or mm -hmm. you could be lazy like me and hide in the bottom left corner. 
and then just rocket dash towards the center. Just diagonal. Over and over and over again. Takes a little longer, but you don't really ever get hit. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good call. Yeah, I can see that working, man. In fact, uh, that became my strategy for a lot of the bosses due to the fact that you can time when you're going to rock it off, and that way you're invincible during the strike of the boss. Yeah, it's uh, the rocket dash is so cool. Well, after you've defeated that weird uh, raccoon, I guess, mech, <laughs> you'll uh, encounter a few pigs in a... What are those boats called? What, like skiffs? Air... Oh, fan boats? What are fan they? boats. Is that right? You tell us, folks down in the Everglades. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're on those boats with the big fan on the back. Yeah, speeding by. You just rocket through all of them. Yeah, very there, easy. There is a banana hiding down in there. You know, you might speed through it if you don't look. But you get through them, and you find yourself. Oh, well, that's where the, uh, you have, I mean, it's kind of a waterfall, but I call it like water wall because you go, you, there are these little platforms that you hop on and they switch you to the other side of the wall. You can see through it. Right. So you are in this really cool vine place and there is a large waterfall going across the entire area. And that waterfall separates two planes of playing fields. Mm -hmm. So like Nick said, there are these floating platforms with little propellers on the bottom. When you land on them, they will take you from one plane to the other. So you will be behind the waterfall or in front of the waterfall. And you need to do that to avoid spikes and stuff at some some areas. And I mean, I think it's a really cool, it's a good looking waterfall. Reminds me of Sonic. And it's a very cool effect. It, it looks good too when you get your kind of silhouettes through or on the other side. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Two-sided action, man. Like, you know, kind of like in the Mario world, the ghost house the chain things. Yeah. But right at the end of this area, you've got another mini boss. Oh, yeah. You fight these. Uh, it's a robot water snake. That's what I called it. Okay. Well, um, in my notes, it is robo ball snake. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is a robot snake made of balls. Mm -hmm. It has uh, a, a red knob at the end of its tail. It's its weak spot. And this is another boss I thought was real easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was a... Because if you just stand on one of those platforms and jump, you can time when you're going to be behind the waterfall or in front of it, and therefore avoiding almost all of its attacks. Yeah, you just, like, kind of stay on the other side of it. Yeah. And hop, hop through and blast it in the in the butt. And if you can hit it with your actual sword strikes, yeah, I mean, game over. Yes, sir. Oh, and then you are on to the underwater cave. Yeah, you got, uh, like, the mines that are floating in the water. and Well, let me start off by saying... The swimming in this game is a little weird. It's kind of like the opposite of Mario, where, you know, you're you're slowly falling down and you press your button to go up. But in this one, it's like you're kind of floating up and you have to keep pressing down to dive down. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive. And then also along this level are bars to hang on to. Yeah, to keep those, yourself from floating back up, right? Or, yeah, those always screw me up. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to use them that well, but... I did like, you know, at the end where you have the little, the chains with the spike balls on the oh, end. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, yeah. But like you said, there are mines all throughout this level. Yeah. There are the kind that go back and forth, up and down. But there are also ones that are triggered by you going under them and they will fall. Yeah, which caught me off guard the first time, big time. Uh, you avoid those mines and then you are in the area you're talking about, which I referred to as the 20 seconds of spike ball hell. <laughs> It's, I think, but it looks so cool the way that they have, you know, it's like chains with spike balls on the end that kind of sway back or bend back and forth. Yeah, they make kind of a wave pattern and you have a small gap that you have to wait for to open and then you can swim through it. It's really only like a screen and a half. Yeah, it's, it's not that long, but it's pretty tense. It is very tense. But if you can make it through there, you are in the minecart zone. See, 
I said this game had it all, and it does have it all. It sure does. And you know what? I'd just like to direct any uh, Donkey Kong fans to this game to take a look at how <laughs> you can do a minecart level right. Right. I mean, uh, these minecarts are, are great. They're not hard to jump out of. You don't, yeah. you don't have to jump the minecart ever. Yeah, when you get those little those signs in the background, you know, there'll be like, there's an X right before there's about to be a gap. Yeah, or there is a exclamation points when you need to duck. Yeah, when you can have, you know, spikes are coming down. There's the but, pigs on the other ones throwing bombs at you. Yeah, and now the enemies, they aren't that hard as long as you know to expect them. Yeah, there's and there's ways to deal, like... There's a point where you are, you know, you're blasting through on your, your mine cart on the lower track. There's the upper track. And then it's like the screen will fill with pigs who all start dropping. But you can just hide all the way on the right, jump up, rocket left. Oh, I just all stayed on the right and jumped and attacked them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, either way, if you know where they're coming from, you won't take a single hit. No. From any of these guys. Which they can be intimidating because they're throwing like a billion bombs really quickly, but nothing to worry about. Well, if you don't worry about them and you get through that area... No problem. You will stay in that cart as you make your way through to the boss, the final boss of this level. Mm-hmm. Well, evil Train. Evil Train. I wrote Evil Cannon. Okay. But it's pretty close. It's a weird, It's kind of a weird-looking one at first because it's like if you imagine a train, it's like quote-unquote arms that turn the wheels. But, you know, this one has these big claws coming off of it and a big cannon on the front. It has a really gross and sinister face. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's uh, I, I enjoyed beating this guy up. As did I. Now, in its first form, uh, it just shoots these large blue projectile balls at you. Mm-hmm. Out of I, the front, you know, out of his cannon. I found it very easy just to literally stand in one place almost and jump over them, just spamming my attack. Wailing away. Yep, yeah. me too. Once you've defeated that form, he uh, explodes a little bit, leaves the stage. Mm-hmm. Then a second row of track will appear uh, a little bit higher than you, and he will return on that track. Now his arms are unshackled. Yeah. And they swing about wildly. Yeah, and they have and they look pretty good too, animated, you know, mm-hmm. like and the way that they look reminds me of there's a, a lot of uh Alien Wars Contra 3, you yeah, know. I can, the, I can definitely see the that. Where they have those like links of little uh mm, like lines that make the, make the arm and it's the, it looks pretty good. It's the next evolution up from just the balls that yes, make up the arm. Precisely. Now, the second form is real intimidating looking cuz these arms are all over the place. Yeah, they're and I long. Thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to get around in here? Right. Until I realized that when you do attack the arms, there's like a good second or two where they don't hurt anything at all. Right, right. Yeah, you can hit it like in the hand. Is that where yeah, you were? Yeah, yeah, right in the hands. So oddly enough, you really just want to get like right in the middle of the stage mm-hmm. and then just attack, attack as it flails its hands around you. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to target them that well against you. No, it does have a secondary attack in this form where they straighten out the arms and then they heat sink you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's still pretty easy to uh, to avoid. Right, and infrequent. Well, you defeat that form and lo and behold, <laughs> and this is kind of amazing for just a normal stage boss. Yeah. There is a third form. Yeah, he comes rolling in from the front this time, dropping bombs out of its back and... And maybe something else. I don't know because, man, I stay literally right on top of this thing. I went up and did a bashing away. Yeah, yeah. Same here. And it never made it to the middle of the screen. Yeah, it's it's really easy at this point to just blast it away. Yes, you blast it away, and you have ended stage two. Moving on to stage three, you will find yourself deep underground. Yes, sir. That's the name of the stage. <laughs> deep underground. Right. Right. And it's a cool looking level because... So what is that? So you come out and right away there is a liquid 
that is rising and lowering in front of you. Some kind of red water. It's, it's reflective too, highly, you know, it mirror images everything above it. We went with acid. Oh, okay. I can see that. Because if you touch this liquid, yes. one touch, you are dead. Yeah, you don't want to mess with it. That's where that's where this level gets really, that's where the real difficulty lies is because it's rising and falling and you're walking behind these crystal growths in the foreground. Okay, now I'm going to admit that it took me a, lot, a little longer to figure out this whole situation than I would than I wish I did. Oh right, yeah. Because you, what you do is you look at the reflection to see what's going on behind the crystals. Yes, and in my mind, the, you know, as the water rises and lowers, it's showing the reflection, but it's not showing a direct reflection. Where right, you know, in the reflection, the solid platform that you would jump on is raising and lowering. Yeah, it does so look kind of strange. In my mind, I would think that the platforms were moving. When in fact, they're not. Okay, okay. So once you get that figured out, it's really easy to just pay attention and jump across the gaps when the liquid is at its highest point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was a cool uh, like level design choice, I guess. I don't know. It was a neat way. I've never seen another game use water reflections like that. So I thought it was a, an interesting idea. No, I really like it too. You get through there and you are now in the underwater spike hell. Yeah, yeah. Although, um, now these spikes, if you hit while you're charging, right, you're okay. Yes. The little one, okay, yeah, which I think was cool. That made this level a lot easier once I realized that. Like, yeah, because there are a million fish in this level, mm-hmm. and they just keep coming back. I hate the fish. Yeah, because you've got these weird swimming controls, a million fish, and the whole level is water rising and lowering, and that gives you very narrow gaps to make it over or under obstacles right. that are totally covered in spikes. Yeah, you got to time it that way. And again, I mean... Are there any other games that you played where they use the water quite like that, you know, to, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Not that I can remember, but there are some very tiny tolerances that you have to sneak through. But if you can, you will find the next mini boss, Crab Bot Mech. Oh, okay. I just had Crab Robot, but I mean, it is a mech though, because you have a little pig in it. That's right. So I made sure sense. to differentiate between mechs and robots <laughs> in my notes. So yes, there is a little guy piloting this mech mm-hmm. underwater. Yeah, and it has two arms with claws on the end that move around and chase you a bit. Now, you can get a couple hits in on its head before it can even get all the way up. Okay. But I how didn't... did you defeat this boss? Um. Well, I blew up one of its arms, and then I kept going down and trying to spin, do things like that to it. Okay. Uh, or just wailing on the, the head and avoiding the other arm as long as I could. And then eventually I blew up the other arm, and then, then it goes into shooting mode. Like these weird bubble waves come out of it. Yeah, and that's where it got hard, but it was so close to being dead, I guess. I don't know. Can you beat it without defeating the arms? Yes. Well, I don't know, but you can defeat it with one arm. Oh, really? Okay. So my technique was to stay in the top right corner Uh and then do a rocket dive. Mm -hmm. And that would usually take care like that's when the first arm was doing its thing. And then I would wait a second for the second arm to strike at me. Mm-hmm. As it's starting to strike, then I would do my second one, my mm-hmm. second rocket charge, therefore being invincible, and it would hurt it, hurt the other arm, hurt the main thing a little bit. Okay. Sometimes you'd ricochet off into an area that wasn't so safe, maybe take a hit. Yeah. But overall, I think I maybe lost like one or two hearts on this uh, part. Okay, that's not and bad at all. I blew up the center part while I blew up the left arm. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Once I realized you could hit the pig part, you know, I was starting to target that more than, you know, after I blew up one arm, but I I didn't really do it on purpose. Like, and if you can blow it up with that arm still out, good for you because it's way easier than than the shooting stuff. Yeah, I had made it um, to just the center core part before with the shooting wavy bubbles. 
not fun not fun at all yeah no actually i mean the first time i fought it that was you know i blew the arms up and then it went into that and i died so it took a little learning well hopefully you learned your lesson well and you can move on to the lava chicken walker area (laughs) yeah this is a i think this is a cool level or little part because it was definitely unexpected yeah and you see those walkers that you fought before yeah you know, it was a neat way to use it, and you need it to, you know, it walks through the lava, keeping you above it, but then you have to hop off to it is, avoid the ceiling spikes. It is made of some very high-grade uh, materials. And, I mean, these things look great. Their legs walking, moving, like, they're really well animated. Agreed, yeah. Now, this level's real short, or this part of the level, so, yeah. you know, I liked it because you weren't stressed out or tested too much, you Correct, know, and yeah. jumping from walker to walker or anything crazy like that. But you do get through that area, and you were at... A very odd boss, the very final boss of this level. Yes, uh, fishy fish robot, Robo fish. Okay. And the Robo fish lives in lava. It does. And this is a very slow and frustrating battle. This is one of my least favorite boss battles in the game. Agreed. Now, I didn't die very much at this boss, but I still found it extremely frustrating. Oh yeah, because you you know that you see a fish head come out and it'll start kind of inhaling. You know, you're walking on these platforms floating in the lava. That you cannot touch, obviously. So as they start flowing towards its mouth, faster and faster, you have to keep jumping and trying not to die. Yeah. Then after it's sucked in enough of these uh, parts of the level, some will drop from the ceiling, and Mm -hmm. then the fish will emerge vertically and start spitting out crap. Yeah, all kinds of... You get some fruit. Luckily, there is a banana or two in there you can get. And then you have the opportunity to get literally two hits on it, and that is it. Yeah, when it spits the pig man out. Yeah, and then the whole cycle repeats. So does that make you think this is a, a fish mech then there's a pig in there you think he's driving it or no because he's getting spit out and then you kill him yeah i know it's just weird what's he doing in there why is hurting him if he's not driving it you know yeah i don't know i, I well it doesn't matter but <laughs> it doesn't now there are slightly different um ways it sucks in the tiles from left to right they're just you know both jumping though to avoid getting dropped in the yeah, lava you have like you know the ones along the bottom and there's some in the air kind of coming down diagonally but what makes this boss really a long slog is the fact that you can't get more than two hits off per rotation of moves yeah you get to through the whole cycle and you know it, it's just a long slow frustrating fight indeed but you can work your way through it and if you do you are on to the next stage stage four the flying battleship yeah, and uh, this is cool, too, at the beginning, because it's like King Zebulos comes out with a little cannon on. You the know, cannon the, is being pulled by a triceratops. And you can see up in the background the, the ship flying, and then, you know, you hop into the cannon, and he blasts you off at it. So it's a neat uh, neat little interstitial. Oh, yeah, and you board this flying battleship by punching a hole through its hull. Yeah, so. much like the castle. Again, I dig it. Now, right off the bat, once again, you're fighting a mini-boss. Uh, yeah, this is guy's name is Captain Flegel. Oh, not Bomb Pirate? Yeah, I'm, and I don't know if he's related to the Banana Splits Flegel, mm. which is, I'm like, is that a reference? I don't think it's spelled the same, but he look, he's a weird looking, he looks like a dog pig thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he is, but he's definitely got like a pirate head on. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And he's a captain. He's very easy. He uh, is separated from mm-hmm. you with a giant force field. Yeah, and he, he throws these bombs. You can't get through it, but he throws bombs at you that you can bounce back to hit him. And you bounce them back by hitting him with your sword. Now, depending on when you hit them, they do bounce at a weird angle, so you just have to find the right spot. But mm-hmm. once you do, that's it. Like, you stay in that one spot and just bat yeah. them all back to yeah, him. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. 
Now he dies. Well, he doesn't die. He gets defeated, runs away, and the shield goes down. And then you can move on to... Now you're up to the ship top, right? Where? And then you're up to the top of the ship for some uh, barrel dodging in the wind. Yeah, there's, you know, wind's kind of blowing. You can see all the propellers. It's pretty cool looking. And, you know, barrels are bouncing or rolling along the bottom. You just dodge them as you head to the right. And you're introduced to uh, a new part of the game where there are, like, uh, flagpoles or whatever. And if you get blown back, you can hang on to them and you flap sideways. Kind of like the Sonic underwater. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Now, this area is not too hard. You make your way through the Donkey Kong style, you know, uh, barrels being thrown at you. And at the very edge of the front of the ship, you will find Flegel again. Mm -hmm. He will get scared and run away. And then you'll be slightly confused because it tells you to go down the front of the ship. Yeah. And until you stand on the nose of it, you don't know what to do. But once you stand on that nose, it slowly lowers. Right. And then falls off. Yeah. You have a moment to jump back onto the underside of the ship. There was like some scaffold poles hanging down. And it's really easy. You make your way through there killing a couple bomb guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of hop down. They kind of look like bombs in a way, but, I mean, they're bigger. But Yeah, a little more anthropomorphic. And they make a weird Anthro- sound yeah. when you kill them, too. They do. And at the end of all of these guys, you are at your next mini-boss. What did you call this one? <laughs> I called this the Flying Pig Flamethrower. Hmm. And for me, this is the Robo-Flying Fire Warthog. Oh, okay. It does have tusks. Yeah, yeah oh, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's just like a pig head. With, like, bug wings, it looks like, on the left and right, flapping. And then there's, like, a nozzle on top that shoots flames out at yeah. you, which is where you're hanging on a on a pole. The first time I encountered this boss, I made the mistake of trying to rocket it. Now, you can rocket straight down and hit it. Yeah. But you will be caught in the flamethrower. Yeah, or you can hit him. I've done it on accident, but if you blast him at an angle, if you if you get the angle right, you will you can bounce back up and to it, a scaffold. But... As it flies around, you can hit him with your sword mm-hmm. or the, you know any of your sword attacks as but well as the bomb men that come down the real way to attack it is bomb men uh fall from little shoots above you mm-hmm. and then land on the same uh scaffolding you're holding on to and if you hit them and they fall when they hit the robo warthog head <laughs> it will hurt him yeah and this boss can be killed so quick yeah yeah if you just wait and you don't kill those bombs the second they fall uh-huh. You let a couple of them fill up or you move to, you know, lead them over that right. warthog. Oh, you can cut through a bunch of them and it'll just, boom, he's gone. Yeah, he doesn't take a, whole t- a ton of hits to kill anyway, so. No, not at all. And once you've killed him, uh, you have to jump across a few of those uh, moved ringed platforms, all uh Sonic. Yep, yep. And you'll find yourself in a door. That door was like the hardest jump of this whole area. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so stressful. But if you make it through that door, you will find yourself in one of the most tedious hallway fights of all time. <laughs> the pig zookas, man. So more of these pig men come, but they all have bazookas. But there are force fields, like every three feet. Yeah, they're like on and off, you know. Yeah, so you're moving an inch, stopping. Waiting. Waiting, moving an inch. It just It's not hard, it just takes forever. I would like to say that one of the things I love about this area is the in the background, you can see the pigs in old stripy jail uniforms on bikes powering the ship. I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. No, it, it's very cool looking. It's just, man, I wish it was like half the length. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Or had half the force fields. Yeah. Either way, you make it through force field hell, <laughs> and you will find yourself at the final boss of stage four, giant robo pirate. 
I see. I have it as the hula robot because of the way it like. Oh yeah, you know I can what I mean. Because there's a little, you know, and you have flegals behind it again. I guess commanding it, but yes, it, it does these weird. Uh, it always looked like it was dancing goofily to me. Now I wrote down that I hate this boss. Yeah, this is uh, one of the tougher ones come that we fought so far. Not only that, the first time you encounter this boss, you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> it takes a while to figure out how to hurt this boss because when you encounter it. It will get angry. Mm-hmm. And um, is it throwing the junk at you? Is it just knocking the room so that it falls from the ceiling? Who knows? I had always imagined it was knocking them down. but Trash, junk, rocks, they're falling from the ceiling. You must avoid all of it. Mm-hmm. I did find out there is a safe spot in this area. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like those power conduits on the ground. If you stand right to the left of the closest one to him, there is a space you can stand in where you avoid all of the stuff that's thrown or falling from the ceiling. Okay, nice. Um, it's slightly helpful, but it's really not hard to avoid the stuff that's falling. Yeah, it's not like super fast. What makes this boss so hard is that after it does this, its chest opens up and then it shoots out these very, very large balls of energy. Yeah. Now, the downside is that this is now the only time you can hurt the boss. Yeah, it's finally vulnerable and it's shooting this big ass beams at you. So you have a very tiny window of time to jump up in between these balls of energy and then shoot its core. Mm-hmm. But at the end of its little routine, it shoots out this big wave of uh, energy balls mm-hmm. that I have still not figured out how to avoid. I I was just taking hits, man. Yeah, I take a you, hit every cycle. That's what. That's why I hate this boss so much. Can't like rocket through him. I guess you could, but if you were charging up your rocket for that point, you would be getting no hits in during yeah. the energy shooting part. That's true. That's true. So if any cartridge commando out there knows how to avoid that wave of energy blasts, let us know. Because <laughs> geez, it stumped me. No, this definitely was. You know, this boss is pretty tough, but I thought this level was pretty chill for the most part. I can see that for sure. Now, if you manage to get enough hits in on the core of this giant robot, it will explode, Mm -hmm. causing Flegel to go ape. Yeah, and just kind of beat him around a bit. Well, he can be dangerous or not hard at all. I mean, I didn't really, I mean, he runs, moves around to stuff, but I never, I don't even think he hit me. I don't know. Right. Because if you hit him when he's at the edge of the screen, then his invincibility will fade right before he gets close to you. Uh huh. But if you hit him as he's running towards you, he, he, he can't hurt you as he runs through you or over you or jumps over you. Okay. So as long as you stay in the middle and just hit him every time he gets close to you. You will never take a hit. I think. And he'll jump right over you. Okay. Because I, I wasn't sure exactly because I was just blasting away at him. And I, I was like, well, that was, I thought it was just like an extra little gag thing for you to beat him up. No, I died at him. Okay. Okay. Because I was trying to corner him and like get him in there, but it was messing up the timing of when, uh-huh. you know, he wasn't able to hurt me. So well, I looked out then, I guess. <laughs> I learned my lesson and uh, I learned how to get through this very, very horrible boss. <laughs> Well, after that horrible boss, you will find yourself in stage five, the kingdom of Devotindos. Oh, okay. I was curious. I was like, I wonder how you're going to pronounce this. <laughs> that, that is how. Yeah. You're, it, this is a, a good looking level too, because you're, you're flying over this like pig city. Oh, you're an evil pig country. Yeah. And I mean, they're all these sweet, they, like, the buildings have pig heads. and you know, It's this is very like... um, early Russia-esque. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can you know, see like. That. Right at the end of the czar period, mm-hmm. you know, it's the industrial revolution is happening in the background. Lots of smokestacks and yeah, that kind of thing. You, you can see smog cloud stuff or smoke coming out. Yes. And like you said, once again, this is a flying level. 
And once again, any of the enemies you encounter are worthless. Yeah. The hard part of this flying level is the areas where you have to dodge and avoid giant shells and streams of bullets. Yeah, the the missiles are kind of tough because they come in these weird patterns that aren't, you know, they're coming up from the bottom yeah. most of the time. So, I mean, but you, you can learn them pretty quick. and They're not a rough pattern at all. I like the anti-aircraft gun mm-hmm. fire. Like, it's not... There's not a ton of it, but it's just a cool thing where I'm like, that's what people do to fight planes or things flying over. Like, you'd have anti-aircraft guns just shooting these streams of bullets. Like, it added. Yeah, it's very interesting and fun just to have, you know, an attack show up for one small part of one level. Yeah, and that's it. That's not like, you don't ever see that again. No. But you know what you do see at the end of this uh, flying area? Mm -hmm. Again, that's another chicken walker. Yeah, yeah. Only this one's been souped up. Yeah, this is the uh, pulsating plasma blaster. Is that its real name? That Yeah, it's one of the named ones in the manual. Oh, I just called it Super Chicken Walker. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it reminds me of the ships in Gradius, once again, with the little shields in the front that you have to knock through, beat through. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I can definitely It's kind of shaped that. like that in a way. Yeah, it's uh, shaped like a mouth harp and <laughs> with yeah. legs. And, you know, you just have to avoid the lasers it shoots and, and shoot the center core of it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not hard. It, it does break into a second form where it flies around. Mm-hmm. And it has some weird attacks it does in that, that form, but I only saw them once because I destroyed it so quickly in its second form, it never got to them. Yeah, well, where the, like, the lasers come out and split vertically? No, or... no, there's a thing where like it has like arms, like energy arm type projectile stuff. I don't, okay. Yeah, like you have to let it really run. You know, I was just up in its grill shooting away as soon as uh, yeah, the legs came here. off. So <laughs> yeah, that uh, life force training really, really paid off there. Yeah, and I was like, I know what I'm doing here. After you've defeated Super Chicken Walker, or what's its real name? Uh, Pulsating Plasma Blaster. Pulsating Plasma Blaster. You are into what is my least favorite part of the game. Now, (laughs) not after replaying it, but on your first playthrough, you're going to die here. You don't know what's going on, generally. These are the levels I referred to earlier as the race. Mm -hmm. And you're introduced to these, uh, I guess they're invincible pigmen. Yeah, they're um, actually listed as the Invincible Iron Pig, but in the manual even, it has a question mark after the Invincible. Well, so who... did you find a way to kill them or anything? because no, like, why would you? I don't know. I just, you know, I just tried to run past them, but I, yeah. I was just curious. No, yeah, I just ran past them because they're horrible. And you find yourself in these levels where as soon as you enter the, the, the room, on another part of the room, there is a bunch of those... Invincible pigs, yeah, released. Can, yeah, and they start running, and you gotta you gotta race them essentially. Yeah, to an exit from this room, from to the teleport. So if you don't know that when you first go in that room, you've already failed. Yeah, by the time you get there, there's no way they'll just kill you as soon as you get down there. So it's like the second time you go in that room, you're like, oh god, I've got a race, but you're probably gonna die too because you don't know the path. Right. So it's like, man, you're just going to burn through lives on this one. And then there's one in the next room where, you know, they're all dropped from the ceiling and they chase after you. It's just meh. I didn't, the first one didn't give me that much trouble because I was like, oh crap. And it's just, you know, you go down pretty much. Right. You know, when you race kind of the left, you hit that button to drop the the bridge over the lava. Yeah. Make sure you hit that button because if you don't, they'll still get you. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Now, if you can get through the door right after that button, then you are treated to... What I call the vertical maze. And for me, this was the hardest part of the game. Oh, really? I mean, I, I didn't think it was easy, but I mean, it was, it, you know, it's kind of like an elevator self-scrolling. I know, but there was that one part at the very top where the one up is. Mm-hmm. I died there so many times. It's not even funny. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, you just have to, you really have to rocket your way up through these areas. Yeah, certain. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. And, and it sucks because if you mess up and bounce off a wall, it can throw you back and you're dead. Yeah. And that's exactly why I died in this area <laughs> so many times. I mean, I, I definitely died uh, more than once for certain. If you can make it through that vertical maze, then you are treated to a weird elevator area. And I call those things the weird elevators because I don't know what they are. Yeah, they're a little helicopter floaty. It's got an up and a down button, one on the left, one on the right. And whichever one you slash, it'll start kind of gliding, you know, down at an angle or up. Now you have to hit down at an angle to start going down. But if you want to level out, you have to hit up once and that'll take you level. Right. And you have to hit up a second time to go vertical. Now, as you're going through this spiky ball maze on that thing, mm-hmm. whew, you can easily get s- tripped up. Yeah, and, and there's some tricky areas where it's like you have to hit it up and then jump over at some point to jump past some spikes. Or maybe you don't have to. But No, you totally don't have to. Okay, well, I did that a couple times. I don't know why. But I think that's how you get a one-up. Maybe that's what I, I'm trying to... I didn't really have much problems here. I didn't either. It was just um, the only times I would fail is when I would like accidentally not turn around for the right thing oh right or turn around too early like oh i'm going straight i better turn around to do the next move but i'm like oh wait no i'm going up still right right i only hit it once to go over yeah i just thought these were neat little it's a neat little again one-off vehicle gimmick kind of thing for a part of a stage indeed you know it gives you like one little room to learn it and then two rooms to master it yeah but if you can master it you are treated to quite the spectacle yeah because now rising from below the screen, on the right-hand side, the largest mech of all. Yeah, it's a giant pig mech, man. Yeah, like over a screen or two tall. It's amazing. It looks great. Yeah, and it starts like blasting through the walls, chasing you to the left. Yeah, you are held back by this one door, and finally it opens. <laughs> At that point, you need to rocket your ass off to yeah. that level. Yeah, you're, you're running for your, your life. Yeah, you can't. If you just run, you're going to die. Yeah, you have to be, yeah, exactly. You have to rocket across and rocket up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And if you do, at the end, you're treated to, oh, wait, this crappy little jumping part that <laughs> killed me the oh, first time I got to it. Really? Yes, I was so disappointed because I could see yeah. right there at the end of the level is another giant mech yeah. waiting for you to enter. Yeah, I I was really caught off guard and pleasantly surprised where I was like, oh, hell yeah, man, I'm getting my own mech, Lynn. let's do this, man. Yeah, I was so pumped. Yeah. And then you're treated to the easiest boss fight of the game. Yeah, it's, and I like that it's a, you know, it, has, it gives you a little Street Fighter, you know, nod at the beginning where it has yeah. a, like fight in the middle and then you just both start, you can it's, pretty much just spam away because you have like well, arms. Like, yeah, you are in a giant mech that's the exact same as the other one. Mm-hmm. You both have those kind of uh, loosey-goosey arms with a giant spike ball at the end. Yep. And I didn't really find, like, there was much I could do, like, you know, like I had different moves or anything. No, I just kept trying to time my swings right to where when it would come close, I would yeah, smack so it back. My only advice is wait for him to come to you. Yeah. And as he does, hit him. It doesn't take that many hits. No, but no. But it's very satisfying. Oh, Yeah. You destroy him and you are done with stage five and on to stage six in outer space. Now, how do you get to outer space, Nick? Do you remember? Um, well, you actually save the princess at yeah, this point. Yeah, you rescue Sherry. And the evil pig dude. Yeah, the pig king. Or he gets whatever. upset, runs off, and he goes to space. Oh, yeah, because it blasts off that pig head yeah. ship. 
And then she like blesses your rocket with some sort of magical power and overcharges it. Yeah. And then you yourself rocket to space. Oh, yeah. And in space. This is where it gets really Gradius, where you have the pig heads in lines. Oh, it is. You are in straight up Gradius now. Yeah, yeah. I Uh, think the the backgrounds look great, too. Okay, we'll get there. You are totally in Gradius now, complete with chains of enemies that you destroy for Mm -hmm. power-ups or health, in this case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we both talked about how much we like the graphics in this game and the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But right here, these ones take the cake. Oh, yeah. You got the cool, like, asteroids and moons and stuff in the background. They all look good. and uh, They're you know, gorgeous. Especially where any game that's set in space is kind of gets a free pass to be like, well, it's black, maybe some stars and some other crap. But they didn't take that pass here. They made a beautiful background, and they deserve credit for it. Now... My only problem is I feel like they may have made it too beautiful. It does get a little confusing. It gets so confusing at some point. Yeah, well, because the when you're fighting actual meteors, it looks similar to the ones in the background, kind of. like Yeah, because there are like four sizes of meteors in yeah, this, yeah. and two of those sizes are in the background. Yeah, and then barely larger than that are the next size up that you fight. And then there's another one that makes tons of little meteors come yeah, out of it. Yeah. So if you don't... Uh, if you aren't on top of it, clearing those guys out, the the board can get so cluttered. Like, I died once because I had no clue where what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough to keep track. I wish they would have made, you know, maybe if they just made the, the background meteors a couple shades darker so it doesn't stick out as much. But it still looks great. Now, once you've made it through those exploding rocks, you will find your first mini-boss here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refer to it as Shield Bot. Me too. Because it is a robot with a shield. Yep. And I honestly don't even know what other attacks it has. I just flew up to it. Like, it'll block your stuff directly in front of it, right? Right, if you get, like, kind of underneath it. Yeah, I just kind of hugged over him and was like, oh, I'm past the shield now. (laughs) And you can just sort away, and he was dead before I could could tell what other attacks he had. So... Yeah, precisely. He may have other attacks that aren't just hitting you with that shield, but hopefully you won't find out. Mm -hmm. One thing I did like about this uh, shield robot is how much it exploded. Oh, yeah, yeah. It exploded so much. It kept going. after. <laughs> it was insane. Now, once you have uh, recovered from that explosion, then you will fight, almost immediately, another mini-boss. And this is that other knight. Yeah, Axel Gear's back. Axel Gear, and he's got a giant, giant, giant gun. I cracked up the first time he shot it because it's, it's literally two-thirds of the screen is this beam. like. It is the Iron Man special attack. Oh, in Marvel right. versus Capcom. Yeah, totally. It's just a huge, just... Was that the Omega Beam? Oh, that sounds familiar. Omega Beam. Oh, what is that thing? Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. I mean, he does have those two. There's two, like, pigs in green spacesuits, but... Yeah, but they're nothing. No. Nah. And he's nothing. You can... When he fires his gun, you just hide in the bottom right corner. Yeah. And then you fly up and just beat the crap out of him. And he flies away, and then... He does it again, and then he's gone. Yep. And at that point... You are right on top of another mini-boss. Yeah, it's a weird... I call it like the reversing teleporting ship. And it, you know, this is a another kind of <laughs> boss trope in a, uh, you know, Gradius-style game where you uh-huh. fly around a ship. So I refer to this as the oddly scaled ship. Yeah, it is weird. Because you are as large as like a, a sixth of this ship. Yeah, I don't know. It may, it's like a drone or what? I don't think so. I just L- think little... it's weird little miniature pigs in there now to note your earlier uh question about the seizure warning yeah this i'm would pretty be. sure this is what it's about <laughs> yeah. because um i was so confused as to what the hell was happening 
Yeah, it does a weird kind of rainbow, like, and then, like, reverses. Yeah, it took me a minute to realize that was the ship reversing. Yeah. Because I was like, what is happening? Like, why is it zooming? What is going on? And, you know, the way they do the the rainbow kind of colored stuff and the sounds, like, it's really old school Star Trek. Like, it really looks like the way you would see some weird space creature do something to the Enterprise. So this ship has cannons all over it, and all you have to do is slowly move around it to avoid its uh its fire and then attack all of the various cannons and hatches that open yeah, up they, a lot of them have a little like red orb it's yeah. like their weak spot you can attack them and then at some point the head of the ship separates and uh there's a weak point on the neck zone you know if that's what mm-hmm. you like to call it get in there and smash away and the whole ship will explode mm-hmm. revealing the second form yeah of the ship a hilarious space mech Oh, uh, I did not refer to it as hilarious. I refer to it as the bizarre pig space mech. Yeah, well, it just cracks me up because, A, it's walking. In space. You're not, there's no floor, but it just looks kind of goofy. And then when you, you know, what is it, every time you hit it or something where it spazzes out? Everything about this looks goofy. And it's like, like going left and right. It just made me laugh every time. Now, save your thumb some trouble. Don't even attack. There's no reason. Really? You can't do anything to it. In that first, uh time when it's shooting out the balls at you Uh and then it jumps over you or no i can't even remember now but it shoots out a wave of uh three balls you have to keep dodging and dodging and dodging right uh and then i think it tries to jump over you or whatever at some point you have to you know fly underneath it but the only time you can hurt it is when it stops and pulls its arms apart and then it reveals like a giant red orb that oh, goes yeah, up yeah. and down, back and forth between the, the hands. Mm. And you can get one hit on it then, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it repeats its weird dance and thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a patience battle. It is. So, you know, you're only going to be attacking it at that one point. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do get the timing right, you attack that orb enough, it will destroy this bizarre pig mech from space. <laughs> And that is the final boss of Stage 6. After this, you're going to find yourself in Stage 7, Pig Star. Yeah, the Pig Star itself. And you get a cool little scene before of you. You're kind of standing like on a a meteor or Uh asteroid out there orbiting. And the Pig Star looks cool. It's a big, like, evil pig head space station looking thing. And you kind of just fly up to it. Very thinly veiled ripoff of the Death Star. Yeah, clearly. That's what they were getting at. Now, in this level, you are right away at a boss. Yep. The the pig king himself. Yes. And he's not too hard. No, he shoots these like pig head shaped Hadouken things. At yeah. You. What is that? It's a weird, it looks, I think it looks cool, but it's a, it's a weird choice. But <laughs> I agree. It's a very weird choice, but uh, really very easy to dodge. You either duck mm-hmm. or jump to avoid them. You don't even have to jump uh, or you don't even have to duck. I don't think the tall ones. Yeah, I mean, he has, how many heights does he shoot? Two, three? I think it's just two. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't have too much trouble with this guy either. No, you, you do have to use your rocket dash to hurt him. Okay. Or the spin attack. I mainly use the spin attack on him. Yeah, if somebody's not moving, then I usually try to just go up there and zap them, you know, saw away at him. Same here, same here. So once you've defeated him, you realize you have not defeated him. No, what boss has one for him? Come on. Especially in this game. But his second form is a little surprising. Turns out you were not fighting a pig. No. But a mecha pig. Yeah, like a haminator or something. Yes. And his robotic parts reform 
And then he's like hovering around. Yeah, and he's like extending his legs and arms. Oh yeah, out. but like, you know, if you just stay down there and rocket attack him, he's, yeah, yeah, he's done in a matter of seconds. Yes. After you defeat him, you find yourself in a hallway full of what I guess is the the skeletons of more of these. Uh, yeah, they're like pig, pig robots. Squares. Yeah, I guess. Or the, yeah, I was like, how many of them are there? You know, is he one in a line of many? I guess. Now these uh, robot versions are. Easier. They don't take as many hits, but they still take way too many hits. Yeah. And I mainly rocketed over or past all these guys. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I'm not trying to prove anything here. No, not at all. Because once you get through this hallway, you are on to your next boss fight. Axel Gear, back again. Yeah, you get to fight Axel Gear again. And this time, it's a one on one where you're basically in a mirror match. Yeah. So he can do almost all the same attacks you can. Yeah, he has very similar powers to jump. You know, he has the same kind of slash, mm-hmm. rocket rocket attack. How did you defeat Axelrod this time? I was, uh, I, w- I would try to, uh, when he would jump, I would rocket him in the air. Oh. I would try and cut him halfway. And sometimes you can even, like I noticed, if you both meet each other head on, you'll hit him. Well, You'll win in that situation. I, I only did it once, but it was the last, when I killed him, it was so dramatic and awesome. Well, I found that uh, your sword slashes at a distance will cancel out his. Okay. So if you wait for him to jump and land, you can have a little slash off. Right. If you time it right, you will cancel out every one of his. Okay. But before he goes to jump again, you will get one hit on him at Ah, least. Ah, okay. And maybe one when he lands. Hmm. So I just kind of stood towards the middle and went back and forth, waiting for him to land, spamming to attacks. Every once in a while, he'll jump and try to land where you are. Mm -hmm. But it's not very hard to move the three or four feet out of the way. No. And I found this boss to be a little anticlimactic. Yeah, does he, um, do you think his little energy beams, so to speak, sword slashes, do they have the same range as yours? Or they, it seemed like they might be longer to me. Like, that's what deterred me from doing it, but I, I didn't really check it out. I, I did a rocket-based fighting you know, style. I don't know, because like I said, I got so good at timing it that I pretty much canceled out every one he attacked me with. Nice. So my, my sword slash would meet his in the middle. Right, right. Now, if you can destroy him in this one-to-one battle, he's not going to take it very, very well. No, he's not a fair fighter. Indeed, he's not. He's going to blow up the back of the ship. Yeah, there's a big hole in the wall now that's sucking everything out. Yes, and those um, flagpoles that you got to hold on to earlier, now they come in very handy. Yeah, you're hanging on for dear life. It's And it's a, a cool scene, man. Like I was I was like, oh man, that's awesome. It's very dramatic. And yeah. you and have he... three of those poles to hang on to. Mm-hmm. If you fall off the third one... You are sucked into the vacuum yeah, of space. It's over, man. But and it doesn't make it easier that he's flying around, messing with you, attacking you and stuff while you're just trying to hold on. And, you, you know, you, you can hit him every now and then, right? Yeah. Now, I guess you can hit him with your rocket attack. Yeah. But what I did was every time he would fly out to turn around and then go back at me, uh-huh. if you can catch him right at the apex of his turnaround, yeah, that's close enough to where you can get two slashes off. Okay. And that was my main... Uh, because I was not not having the rocketing around. I was afraid I was going to not land right and get sucked out. I know, I know. So I was really trying to just uh, slow and steady, stay on that furthest out pole, wait for him to come out, sidle in, get my shots off, slide right back down. Okay, yeah, I would just try to, like, I would always stay on the rightmost pole. And then when he would come back from the left, I would try and, like, rocket, like, down at an angle or above, you know, peg him in the ass on his way. You attack him a few more times than I would expect, to be honest with you. Yeah, it takes a little bit. It does, but eventually you will destroy him, and he will get sucked out into the vast 
deep nothingness of space. No one can hear him scream. And for reals this time, he's gone. Yeah, no more Axel Gear. A teleport module lowers from the ceiling. You jump in it. This was pretty nerve-wracking for me, too. Like, where I was like, don't screw up, because like, it's still sucking you out, right. you know? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to die now. No, you don't. If you get into that teleporter, you are taken to a room that has very low gravity. Yeah, I... And you think to yourself, am I not done? Was this not the end of the game? <laughs> well, what's the little, the things on the floor? They're like weird springs. Where they just... I think they're just to show you that the floor has changed. Anti-gravity. So your, your jump is now double the height it was. Okay, okay. There's a small area to refill some life to get another one up. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because you jump so high now that you can like jump and rocket dash and you'll have a full charge before you hit the ground again. You can do more kind of like bomb jumping in Metroid. Like you can keep chaining it up to, to get really high. Right. And once you've gone through this one small room, you are now in the final, final boss room. Yeah. The pig ball. Pig ball head bot. Yeah, yes, it's the Modoc of the pig world, I guess. But Pretty much. It is a giant ball with a pig's face and a screen in the middle. And uh, there are switches that pop out from one of the eight cardinal directions on it. Mm-hmm. And you have to hit that switch to hurt it. Yeah, it's like a little red weak spot kind of thing. Looks much like a match. Yeah, and this is very much uh, a Contra type of boss, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Alien Wars with the brain, like this is a very similar where, you know, it has different, it's a, an orb that flies around with, with like what, three or four different attack patterns. Yeah, so while you're trying to hit the switch, it can um, shoot out like uh, little Fruit Loops at you. It can, uh, from <laughs> antennas, it has a different set of antennas that shoot out electrical uh, shocks. Yeah, little like, yeah, lightning blasts. But all of these early forms of it are very easy to dodge its attacks. Yeah, yeah. And it's very easy to jump high enough to get to the switch. Yeah, you just like jump up and rock it over, blast that thing. The only hard part is in its final stage, uh, I think, when it has those weird arms that come yeah, out of it. Yeah, those like, it's, they look like arms with rings coming out at the end. But it's still not hard. In this part, you just have to circle the pig head with the arms, and it's it's easy. You're done. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad at all. You get your last few hits in, and boom, you have destroyed the final boss. Yeah. If you're playing on children mode or possibly easy okay i there's yeah that's all i have is there other ones on the harder stuff or oh yeah okay so if you played this game on children's mode at this point you will get a screen saying you know you did a great job try again with a little harder if you're playing this the man's way yeah okay you're treated to a little scene where you have to manually run now this is actually in the children's mode you manually run to a little escape pod yeah jump in it press down you drop out now, as it's falling to Earth, yeah, this is where the you... screen comes back. Yeah, yeah, and you have to fight it. No, because I remember seeing where there's like it looks like its face. Yes, it's, it's this... ripped off of the ball. Yes, okay, and that's not in children's mode. Okay, you is are. I remember are seeing this. It. it just makes me question if I was. Did, did I go up to normal? I don't know. I don't remember now. It's probably in easy. Okay. Now this boss, you cannot attack. Yeah, you're just dodging. You're trying to get through it, right? Yeah, you just have to dodge all of its attacks, and eventually the heat of the re-entry to the surface of... What planet were we on? Uh, Elhorn. Well, the re-entry to Elhorn heats up this robot face to such a degree that it explodes. Yeah, it's actually a really cool scene because, like, 
the planet is scrolling farther and farther up as you're descending, and the screen's getting redder and redder as it goes. Now, I did forget to say there is a really cool little cutscene of the pig star itself exploding. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there is a bit of foreshadowing where you see your escape pod come out and then another little twinkle yeah, shoot little out yeah, afterwards. It's pretty cool. But once you've destroyed this face and you've landed on the planet again, mm-hmm. you are given a nice little cutscene where the princess is reunited with the king. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you heroically, like a badass, yeah. rock it off. That's right. You're not kissing that princess. You don't got time for that. You're not sticking around for... Any sort of royal dinner? No way, man. You're not in it for the glory. No. You just got your rocket pack charged up, and you're ready to go. Sparkster is a man of duty. And as you fly away, you are treated to a very nice uh, little set of credits. Yeah. Yeah, and you get some, like, close-up graphic stuff. Of, you know, you get, the, like, the image of Sparkster coming towards the screen. And... Oh, yeah. And then once all the credits are done, you get a bizarre message from Konami that says, Congratulations. You are very strong. <laughs> Well, they ain't wrong. No, but what a strange thing to put at the end of your game. (laughs) I'm hoping that was a translation error. I don't know, man. And at the end of that, done. Yeah. That is the end of this awesome game. You are a hero. Well, Nick, that rocket noise means we are in the final part of our podcast, the review portion. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review Guide across four categories with a score ranging from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Well, Nick, I gave this game a 5.0. Wow, really? I did. Okay. I mean, I I can see it. Uh, What did you give it? I gave it a 3.5. Wow, that low. I I mean, I really like the graphics and stuff, but I just thought that... There was a little more black lines and things that would have looked better without it. And, I mean, there is a, a pretty big reliance on circle arms. You know, yes. like... But, I but find like, that to be just part and parcel of being a 16-bit game, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's fine. Um, and I like those black outlines. The uh, the animation is awesome. Like, yeah. especially the walkers it look really good. So much of the animation in this game is so good that that's what really put it up there for me. The animation mm-hmm. is superb. Yeah. All of the enemies are very distinct. And mm-hmm. you can tell what they are right yeah. off the bat. I mean, they're usually pigmen. Of various sorts. But yeah. But then to top it all off, there is over 20 tracks of music in this game. Yeah, it's got and a lot of music. All of the music is really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any real jump out tracks that I've really got to me, but that's more of, I mean, I just think personal taste issues. Like, it's all very high quality and it, it sounds, it's appropriate. It's kind of, you know, you kind of got medieval adventure sounding stuff. Yeah, there are songs that keep you on your toes. There are songs that really feel just right for the boss fight. And there are some that are just great adventuring music. Mm-hmm. I think that a few of these songs might make it into my personal collection. Okay. Well then, Nick, what did you give this game in the category of play control? I gave it a three. Wow. <laughs> I gave it a four. A four okay. I mean, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I didn't really have a lot of trouble doing anything. Uh, the... Inability to predict your reflection off walls when you're rocket dashing was where I was kind of, you know, I was like, I can't really figure out. And that might just be me. And I think it is because by the end of this game, I was very confident in where I hit and where I was going to go. It was a very obvious to me at the point where you were running from that giant mech. Uh, Okay. I was able to rocket my way 
up and around, zigging around. Zig and zag when I needed to, where I needed to. I, guess so. I mean, for me, the rocket doesn't always work the direction I want it to exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Besides the little goofiness and the swimming, I felt like you could do everything this game asks you to without a great deal of difficulty. Yeah, I, I, I um, uh, you know, I agree. It's not, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really have flaws there. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, I wasn't as overwhelmed by the control. I guess. Mm, I guess not. <laughs> well then, Nick, I'm really interested in finding out what you thought the challenge factor of this game was. Um, I gave it a 4.5. Oh, well, I gave it a 4.0. Okay. I, I, this is a, I mean, this is a game I would compare to like Ninja Gaiden and maybe not the first one, but you know, it's, it's hard. I, I just, the only, but it's not really unfair. It's just that I wish that there were, you had more lives or continues kind of like, it's not a game. You do. It's called children mode. And that's what I well, encountered. <laughs> um, and that's why I gave it a 4.0 instead of a higher, uh, score. Because mm. you can change, you know, the difficulty level in the settings by having more lives or more continues. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, it's it's good. I like it to have a good a challenge, you know, because it it is rewarding. This game had a lot of moments where I was like, I thank God I beat that. Like that part sucked. Yeah, the main reason I gave it such a high score personally was that there were just too many points in the later portion of the game where there were instant kills, uh, falling mm. in pits, lava, acid, or whatever, where you know you would have to redo entire chunks of a level because of one small mistake. Yeah, precisely. Well, finally, we have our last category here, Nick. Theme and fun. I give it a 3.5. I gave it a 5.0. I thought you might. (laughs) You know, for me, this game was like a, a game I've been wanting to play for years that I didn't know existed. It is a very cool game, man. Um, I can see why it got a reissue and why people talked about it um, a few years ago. One of the things I thought was so great is that the levels chain together so well. Yes. The cutscenes show you what's going to be happening. The story flows through the levels, not through these extended cutscenes. They're just there to kind of cap it off or to end it up. They're in-game graphics, you know, like the cutscenes aren't, you know, it's not Ninja Gaiden style where you cut away and see some anime sparks her face you know it's it's just simple silent action and another reason i gave this such a high score is that this game just always mixes it up no level is like the level before it it uses a lot of different gameplay types um and and in a, a good way my only real thing is i'm like i just wish there were some items like you know it feels like contra but you only have your one gun i mean i guess maybe you had like your gun and spread whatever you want to equate the dash to right. like i wish i had something you know a couple few like shields or something i can definitely see that it's just for me not ever knowing what's going to happen next and being surprised happily by each thing that does that's what really knocked it up to the next level yeah and i mean like you mentioned it, it keeps giving you new stuff so you know i was frequently able to find new gameplay elements or something that kept me interested whereas you know normally if a game doesn't have any power ups i'm kind of like oh okay great like this will be a lot of fun but they pulled it off well nick as always i have to ask should you play this game and i'll have to say yes you know I agree. I said, yes, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> this is one of my new favorite games. And even though I beat it on baby mode, uh, right. I, I plan on going back and I want to get better at this game. I, I want to beat this game on, you know, at least normal. Right, right. This is a game that will fit nicely into 
my comfort zone, games I go back to when I just have an hour to kill on the weekend or late mm-hmm. at night that I want to play something fun and familiar. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's like Contra with Swords and Rocket Packs, I guess. It's very, really, very fun. <laughs> what could be better than that? Next week's game will be Wonder Boy in Monsterland for the Sega Master System. So find a copy, grab a controller, play this game any way you can. And remember, folks, if there's anything we messed up or uh, games you want us to play, uh, just let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll address it in the future. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Please follow us on the Twitters at Cart Command. Hit us up on Facebook at Cartridge Command. We are constantly amazed, surprised, and just so pleased with all of our Patreon support. You guys make this show totally happen. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast's RSS feed on Stitcher, iTunes, whatever the heck you listen to podcasts on. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Darkseid who has the Omega Beams. I'm going to sound like a fool. Oh well.